Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you would, turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians. We're not going to be in Matthew this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning in verse 12. Um... Back in 2003, there was a 19-year-old young woman who created a company called Theranos. I don't know if anybody's heard of it. Um, It was a company uh, where they were going to make this medical device that would be able to make an easier, more efficient uh, way of testing blood. And uh, as she was building this company... Um, she had gotten about $700 million uh, invested by uh, different venture capitalists and things like that. This was a big deal. And at the height, uh, you know, she started the company in 2003. At the height of the company in 2013, 2014, the, the worth of this company had grown to $10 billion. Okay. Now, now, the lady who started this, maybe you've heard of her, maybe you've not in the news. Her name is Elizabeth. Oh, I can't remember her last name. Elizabeth, I can't remember her last name. Anyway, uh, it doesn't really matter. In 2015, the uh, Wall Street Journal uh, broke the story that this invention didn't work at all. It was a fake millions, billions of dollars all riding on this company and the news breaks, it was a fake. It was worthless. And her net worth went from $10 billion to nothing overnight. And all, just think of all the people who were deceived and who had lost everything because of this deception that had gone on. It seemed like a great idea. And yet the thing... The root of the thing, the, the, very, the, the very basis for the whole reason for the company was a fraud. In January of this year, uh, the founder, uh, this Elizabeth, was uh, uh, sentenced on four charges and has gone to prison now. Okay, so what does that have to do with Easter? What does that have to do with the resurrection of Jesus? Well, Paul here tells us that without the resurrection, our faith is worthless. Without the resurrection of Jesus, our preaching is in vain. If if it's not for the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, we're all the most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ is raised. Amen? Amen. Um, I'll go ahead and read our text beginning in verse 12. It says, Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We, we even are found to be misrepresenting God because we have testified about God that He raised Christ whom He did not raise if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. 
then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. And if Christ, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you speak to us through it. We pray that you give us ears to hear and eyes to see this morning. Lord, play, let it, help us to place our hope fully on the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Lord, we love you. Give me grace and strength as I preach this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Paul begins this section after, in verses 1 through 11, um, Paul had been explaining what the gospel is, what this gospel message, what he has proclaimed to the Corinthians is. And this message is basically that Christ died, that he, that he uh, was buried, and that he rose again, and he's been seen by many witnesses. That is, in the, in the nutshell, the gospel. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised. Hallelujah. That's the gospel. Now, Paul here is then going on and he's saying, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, remember, if this is the message we've been preaching, then how can you, some of you say there's no resurrection of the dead? There's a problem in Corinth. And, and as you read the book of Corinthians, what you see is that the Corinthian church was probably one of the most messed up churches in the New Testament. They had uh, all kinds of problems. You see in the very first chapter how they were filled with division. Some were saying, well, I follow Cephas and I follow Paul and I follow Christ. And all kinds of division that was going on within them. You see that when they were giving the Lord's Supper, some uh, were getting drunk at the Lord's Supper and they weren't waiting on one another. They were pushing ahead and trying to put themselves first. All kinds of things going on. There was even a man in chapter 5, I believe it is, who was sleeping with his stepmother and the church was putting up with it. All kinds of things going on in the, in the Corinthian church. But one of the biggest things that was going on in the, in the Corinthian church was there were some in the church who had doubts about the resurrection. They had doubts. And why would this be? Now, I'm going to come at this from two different approaches. When we look at the Old Testament, the Old Testament does contain glimpses of a resurrected body. But it's it's veiled. It's not clear. It's, It's hidden in mystery in the Old Testament. So in the, in, the, in the New Testament era, when Jesus had conflicts with people like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, these two groups were divided over the issue of the resurrection. You had the Pharisees who believed all of the Old Testament. They believed not only the law and the writings, but they also believed the prophets and all of the, the, the promises of a Messiah. They believed in an afterlife. They believed in the resurrection of the dead. And then when you have the Sadducees, and, and uh, we're told that the Sadducees only believed in the first five books of the Bible, the, the Torah, the Pentateuch. 
And, and these Sadducees, they did not believe in an, in, a, in an afterlife. They believed that if you live a good life, then God will bless you here and now, and that's all there is. That's what the, the Sadducees believed. So you had even among the Jews in the Old Testament, this, well, not the Old Testament, but in the, in the era that Jesus came, this division between those who believed in, in a resurrection of all people, not just Jesus, but of all people, and you had those that didn't. Now, then you look at a Greek society. Now, Greek philosophy, actually all of the, the world around the Jews had no place for a resurrection at all. And the Greeks in particular. The Greeks saw the, the flesh as bad and the spirit as good. Uh, they, they, they saw this dualism where uh, you, you wanted to escape from your body. That, that, that when you died, you were just released and you, you could live on in this spiritual existence. Not actually physically raised from the dead. Now, sometimes we in the church get the same problem. We think that when we die, we're just going to go off to heaven and then that'll be it. But the Bible doesn't tell us that's what it is. The Bible tells us that when Jesus returns again one day, that the dead in Christ will be raised from the dead. The graves will split open and we're going to come up with him. We're going to meet him in the air. And we're going to reign with him for a thousand years on this earth in bodies raised from the dead. Our bodies will be different. They will be changed in the twinkling of an eye, as Paul says. They will be changed. They will be glorious, but they will be bodies. They will be physical. So the Corinthian church had the same confusion. They thought, there's no resurrection that we're looking forward to. They thought, maybe they spiritualized it and thought they could just go off and be with Jesus in heaven. But they were denying the resurrected body. As we said, the Apostles' Creed, second line from the bottom says, the resurrection of the body. That is an Ancient hope. I'm not, I mean, this is not something new. This is Christianity 101. Our bodies will be raised when Christ returns. So there was these people in the church who were denying that there was any kind of resurrection. Now, how does Paul respond to this? What Paul says in verse 13 is, if there's no resurrection of the dead then not even Christ has been raised. If there's no resurrection from the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. If it's not important for our bodies to someday rise again, then why was it important for Jesus' body to be raised from the dead? Couldn't we just spiritualize Jesus' resurrection as well and say that somehow uh, He, he uh, you know, overcame death in a spiritual sense? That's what some people try to do. They, 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 they don't believe in the supernatural. They don't believe that God can raise the dead. And so they, th they may find some value in Christianity and Christian morals. And so they kind of reinterpret things and say, well, Jesus didn't really. We know what happened. People don't rise from the dead. 
But no. Paul says, Jesus physically, bodily rose from the dead. And that has something to do with our future physical, bodily raising from the dead. Paul said, if there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. Verse 14, and if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. If Jesus isn't risen from the dead, then our message is completely empty. If Jesus didn't raise from the dead, if that tomb is not empty, then we're wasting our time here this morning. But in fact, Christ has been raised. Amen? If Jesus had died and been, had a, 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 tomb, a, a, a stone had been put in, that, in front of that tomb and soldiers uh, uh, stood in front of that tomb and guarded it and nothing happened on Easter morning, everything went as planned, then there's no need for Christian preaching. There's no, we don't have a message. Christian preaching is not just moralism. It's not just saying, do this, do that. It's not, it's not saying, well, there's these laws that we need to live by called the Ten Commandments. That's not Christian preaching. Christian preaching is saying, we couldn't do all these laws, but guess what? Jesus lived and died and rose again so that we could, we could be forgiven in spite of the fact that we could never keep those laws. The resurrection is what makes Christian preaching powerful. Our preaching would be in vain and our faith would be in vain. If, there's no, if Christ didn't raise from the dead, then we would just be living in a fantasy world. Talk, none of the songs we sing would make any sense at all. We sing... Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. But if He didn't really raise from the dead, those songs are meaningless. But He He really did. But in fact, Christ has raised from the dead. Verse 15, We are found to be misrepresenting God because we have testified about God that He raised Christ whom he did not raise from the dead, if the dead are not raised. If it is true that the dead are not raised. Not only if there's no resurrection that Christ is not raised, not only if there's no resurrection of Christ that our faith is in vain, but we're liars. Paul's a liar. We're just proclaiming this message and we're misrepresenting God. We're saying God is like something that He's not. That's what Paul is saying is the implications if Jesus didn't really raise from the dead. But in fact, Christ has raised from the dead. Verse 16, For if the dead are not raised, then even Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. What makes Christianity valuable to us? I've been forgiven. I broke God's laws. 
I have not loved God with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbor as myself like I ought to. I have, I have hated sometimes in my heart. I have stolen. I have lusted. I have broken God's law. I need forgiveness. And if Christ is not rose from the dead, Paul here says, then we're still in our sins. Without Christ raising from the dead, we are still in our sins, lost and on a trajectory for hell. But in fact, Christ has been raised. Verse 17. And if Christ... Oh, wait, no. Verse 18. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. We all have loved ones that we want to see someday. We, we, we have loved ones who have died and gone to be with the Lord. And we want to see them one day. If Christ is not raised, then whenever we had their funeral, they went into the ground and they're gone forever. We'll never see them again. We'll never have any hope. But in fact, Christ has been raised. We will see those believing loved ones one day. We will see them raised to new life again. Changed gloriously where there's no longer any sickness, no longer any sadness, no longer any pain, no longer any death. Because Christ has been raised, those who have fallen asleep in Christ those who have died before us, who are believers, will be raised one day and will be reunited with our loved ones. Verse 19. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. If Christ didn't raise from the dead, there's a lot of better things we could do in this life. If Christ didn't really raise from the dead, if all this life is all there is, why do we want to go and suffer for Jesus? Why would we give our lives sacrificially to get the gospel known to people in all over the world? Why would we go to the inner city and help people? Why would we go to, to the nations and proclaim Christ in hostile places? If Christ hasn't been raised, then eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. If Christ hasn't been raised, let's just make money and enjoy the life as it is. But in fact, Christ has been raised. When we live lives, even suffering lives, where we put our lives on the line following Jesus to the ends of the earth, when we put our lives on the line in order to take the reproach of the cross, when we stand up and say, speak to the world and say, this is wrong, we can take that reproach knowing that one day we will be vindicated, just like Job would say he would be vindicated. Because Christ has been raised. Finally, verse 20. But in fact, 
Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Christ has been raised, proving that there is a resurrection from the dead. He rose from the dead. And he was the first fruits, meaning one day believers, those who have faith in him, will also raise from the dead, just like he did. How can we know that we'll one day live? Because we look at the resurrection of Jesus. That's how. So all of this, if we don't have the resurrection of Jesus, our faith is in vain. We can be found to be liars. We have no hope in this world. We're we're to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. That's why we're here on Easter Sunday morning. That's why we worship every Sunday morning. Because Christ has risen from the dead. That's what gives us power and strength to live out our lives each and every day. Following Jesus. Because He has risen from the dead. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.